Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all from the latest celeb drama to the best movies to TV shows that we're so obsessed with right now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the App Betches podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Jordana. It is Aileen's birth week, so she's on vacay. Happy, Very happy for her. Very jealous of her. We're, We're going to miss the her. two of us. We are. I already, yeah, I already do. Even though, I mean, it's a virtual recording, so I'm not really even seeing you in person. Either. We will be back in the studio next week. All three of us reunited. Everyone's vacations are over for at least a few weeks. Yes. Do you have any trips coming up? Um, I don't so no, but we Avi and I are maybe planning a last minute birthday trip for me to Seville, possibly. Um Oh, that's fun. Back where uh you studied abroad. Exactly. Uh, Samia. Or what is the what is your hilarious what is your hilaria alter ego? Um Samantha? My, what is uh, the what is the Spanish Samantha? S- I don't think there is one. Like I think it's a very <laughs> like Americanized name. What would be the Spanish Samita? I'm just going to call Sa- you Samita. Even Samuela. My grandmother used to call me Samuela. Um, okay, we'll, we'll try that. I mean, that's like not really either. Um, I don't really have one. Like I never really – either way. So we're thinking of that. <laughs> then then I was thinking like, well, maybe we should go to Morocco because we've been wanting to go there for a while. Okay. But it's like a much more expensive trip. So Is it? You know, the hotels know. are more expensive okay. and like we were just trying to keep this a little low-key. You know, okay. this was supposed to be like a quick last minute, you know, the Seville thing. trip you're saying? The Seville trip, yeah. Okay. Oh, but so this was going to be like on that same trip? No, we no, no. We like it was going to be Seville. And then I was like, wait, maybe we should go to Morocco. We've been talking about that for years. And then I like looked into the hotels and they were just like so much more expensive. So I was like, maybe we should just go back to the the casual original plan. So maybe I have something planned. I don't really know yet. Um, but that would be, you know, I would miss, I would miss a recording if we do end up going. I thought you were doing like murder mystery party, dinner party for your birthday. So I was going to do that, but (laughs) then I think we should do that for something else. Instead, I think I want to do like a big summer housewarming party with like everybody and then maybe, and then eventually do like a more intimate murder mystery with like our friends (laughs) because you need buy-in, you know, you need buy-in on the murderers. Like you can't just kind of have it be a free for all where like people are dragged there and they're not into it and they're trying to get out of it. It has to be like a, you know, it can't be like something that's people are doing because they feel bad for the birthday girl. You know? Right. Um, I know. I get it. I think uh, I think summer party is great. You have an amazing backyard. I think that's going to be um, your big event. I'm Thank you. We're also having the Betches summer party at my house. We are. Is that public knowledge to the Betches staff yet? I guess it is now. <laughs> um, well, if you didn't know, now you know. It's going to be more details to come. <laughs> more details to come. But um, um, Intimate <laughs> intimate murder mystery. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm like oscillating between obsessing over Vanderpump Rules and Silicon Valley Bank. And those are just two very different topics yeah, that I'm very, like – I literally well, go from like obsessively reading about one to obsessively reading about the other. And – it's just a very different energy that, you know, <laughs> you know, that's what I love about Betches because like 
we I think we can we can vacillate between low and high brow. We contain multitudes. Yes. In fact, was, the New York Times once did say that about <laughs> us that we quite accurate. Rightly, that is, I, I would think. say, our our best our best quality, maybe. Even. Right. But I mean, what are your what are your do you have any thoughts to share with the listeners about either of these things? I saw Ariana just released her first statement to me. It was not that interesting, but um, I guess good that she said something, but like also it didn't really matter to me that much. It was a gracious statement. There was like nothing gossip, gossipy about it. it I'm fine. glad that she seems like she's doing she's doing okay. She has good support. Thrilled about that. Um, Silicon Valley Bank, I have nothing to really get into on this podcast, <laughs> but with Vanderpump, um, I do – okay. They're trying – something that's kind of eating at me this morning is that I feel like they're trying to establish that the affair started like after Lake Havasu or just that it started like Havasu than it did, where they were last night on the episode. Oh, I thought they were in Vegas. They were and then they went to Lake Havasu. Uh, I also I was I, confused. I missed that part. I so knew they were in I. a car, but I was like, why are they in a car during the day? And I guess I missed where they said they were going somewhere else because I just thought the whole thing was in Vegas. Remember Raquel was like, Lake Havasu with Girls Gone Wild. No, I was like not pay. I was like watching, but I was, you know, you don't even when you're watching and you know, and you're following the story arc, but you're not like so intent. Like I'm still on my phone. I miss like, I do miss various Things. Yeah. I mean, when I'm not watching, like I was last night with my eyes like peeled open. Um, <laughs> yeah, usually that does happen. I mean, I definitely wasn't like, oh, like I totally understand their schedule because that also sort of like falls into the background, like where they are, when. Right. But so it just seemed so it, R- Raquel and Charlie left Lake Havasu to go hang out with the boys. Mm-hmm. They, th- so that on a few podcasts, people have been saying, like the Vanderpump crew, not the ones who are filming, the ones who are like friends with them, Kristen and this girl, Jamie, who has her own podcast, who's their friend. I'm really deep in this. They basically are like, they basically are trying to establish that the affair started like right after this episode was filmed. But I don't believe that. I think they keep trying to like post-date the affair as being much later than it was. And I just simply do not believe that there was not something emotional going on since the at least since they broke off the Raquel broke you think off her there's, engagement. Do you think there's a chance that he is the reason she did break off the engagement? I believe 60% that that is the case. With 60% okay. confidence. And even if it's not that they had like kissed or that they had actually crossed a line that anybody could identify, I think there that was there a had tension. Been, there was a tension and she I more than not necessarily that I felt like she had Sandoval like definitely in the wings, but I believe that she felt safe enough that she could have Sandoval in the wings to leave her relationship. And if you watch like his reactions during the during the reunion, it's very different than how all the other cast members are reacting to it. And I wonder if like him being really involved in her engagement itself didn't kind of like get the ball rolling. He got so overtaken by the love story that he who needed it for himself. I did notice in his confessionals, he's wearing that stupid fucking lightning necklace. I know. Um, I mean, that's just him. <laughs> I think it was more like she was adopting his lightning identity or like right. he got it for her. But I you just, know, I don't like when people try to like post date the situation to when it feels safe because they want to almost make it like last night she was 
not wrong and that Lala was bullying her. But it's like she knew what she was doing in her own head. Right. Well, here's the thing about last night's episode or just generally with Raquel. It's like obviously she did a horrible, horrible thing and like deserves a lot of public backlash and people are being angry. There is a part of me that does feel kind of bad for her just because she seems like a complete mess and like kind of in, like very insecure. And like I do think she had a very verbal – I mean – James Kennedy, I don't think anyone talks about this enough. I guess it's sort of just like swept under the rug a little bit. I mean, I'm sure people on Reddit or other people do. Maybe just not what I'm seeing just in the general headlines or anything. But James Kennedy is like one of the most verbally abusive people I've ever seen on television. Like everything he says is like abusive and toxic and really mean and extremely below the belt. I mean, she was talking about that story where he was like yelling at her dad and then talking in the car ride home about how his dad um is upset because her mom is fat and like um and he's just mad because he doesn't want to be here and her mom is a bitch i'm like like being engaged to someone like that being with like someone like that for five years like that really i think does a number on you mentally and i'm sure she had some previous issues that that allowed her to even be able to get into a relationship with someone like that but there was a moment where i was like obviously again not saying anything she did is okay, not thinking like anything's fine, but I just do feel like she's clearly like very fucked up. <laughs> so I actually had a similar sentiment. I texted to someone. I basically had thought that exact same thing, which is like, if you told me that in five years, Raquel is going to be like, is going to like work through all this stuff and, you know, find herself and like get a piece of like self-concept. I feel like I could look back on this and be like, she really just didn't know who she was. She messed up. She was in a really tough relationship. She was on TV where this was encouraged. Mm -hmm. Her whole like moral center that maybe she never even had developed in the first place was really off. So if you told me like, okay, she goes from this and like turns over a new leaf and really, really seems to regret what she did here, I could be, I could look at this and be like, big mistake while she was young. I, you know, I get it. Like, I understand why she did that. But I really feel that it is more in how she, like, moves forward with it that -hmm. determines whether it's, like, who she is or something she just did because she was young and stupid. Yeah. I mean, I guess time will tell. We'll see how she reacts to this. She'll see how she comes out of this. But, and again, I don't think any of those things that we just said excuse this. I'm not saying, like, it's okay because – um, I just said, I just like, it's very clear from watching her and from seeing not even really heard, but just James, which again, I don't really see why everyone let, lets him kind of like brushes the fact that he says all these terrible, terrible things. I don't think people really, really brush that. Like, I don't I think know. Right he does now, it all the time. But <laughs> I think right now, I, I think that people would, would be talking, speaking differently about the whole thing if we didn't know about the mm-hmm. the, the scandal of it all because right. like um what's her name Raquel I think that if we didn't know about this we would have seen this episode as Lala bullying Raquel and being hypocritical because she literally had like slept with right. James but yeah. because you know what Raquel, what's going on in a Raquel's own head and the fact that she's like waving the fact that she wants to hook up with Schwartz in front of Katie for no reason it just seems Mm -hmm. so mean that she can't hold any high ground because like you're still doing this thing with katie and schwartz well here's the thing if you think about like seeing her on this show and seeing her when she was on watch what happens live right before it all broke it's like 
she's a little too like confident pageant trained pageant trained no because she wasn't really like that with James it was almost something that it seems like it felt like because maybe she was like feeling herself in this secret affair she's a little like sassier like you know what I mean she's like and Katie like like my favorite place to be around Katie is like nowhere near her I'm like paraphrase I'm like yeah whatever she's like making these digs and like being all set and being all like trying to be almost more Lala-esque I guess in that way of like I'm like I can bring it um and I think that's also what was kind of annoying about her was like she she seemed like she had almost like was too prideful and then yeah she doesn't have like um you can see how confused she is as a person with the way that she like presents herself sometimes where sometimes it's like really weak and meek and her voice is shaky and she's like, I don't know anything. Like I'm just listening, looking at my galaxy light. Who is Raquel? Yeah. I don't, like, know. I don't know who I am anymore. Like, so she's either that or she's like, I'm, you know, thank God you don't have a man. I get she was really drunk during that point, but and I, I get that was like such a drunken yeah. thing, but the way she was speaking even the night before at the dinner with Katie's mom there, could mm-hmm. you imagine like in front of somebody's mother? I don't know. Maybe that that was just such she a bizarre like, thing to me. She seems to lack like a self-awareness and almost just like a general ability to read the room, I think is probably her biggest flaw. Like she just doesn't have a sense of like, this isn't the- like I can understand her kind of having that little speech or saying that thing in front of an audience that made more sense for that. But you're kind of like, she just must lack a sense of like, okay, in this context, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> right. Like in front of her mother while they're still married. I don't know. I did feel kind of bad for Katie because Sheena kept being like, she has no friends. She has no friends. It's like, A, her friends were fired. Lala sober and Christina Kelly was pregnant. So like on her divorce party – that everybody left, Katie was like the only one drinking. And right. Sheena was obviously like mean about that. But I don't know, whatever. This episode of App Betches is brought to you by Framebridge. Around our office, we have so many colorful framed art prints and photos. It creates such a fun atmosphere and gives our space that unique Betches character. I've been a longtime user of Framebridge because anytime I want to frame something, custom framing can be so difficult and expensive, and they don't always have the sizes you want online if you want to try to frame something yourself. So then your options are to bring something to an expensive framing store or leave it in your closet collecting dust. But Framebridge makes it so easy and affordable to get your special artwork and memories in frames so you can spice up your space with ease. Basically, everything in my house has been framed by Framebridge. We got our wedding photos done immediately by Framebridge. We've hung a gallery wall. Framebridge is truly my go-to. They make it so easy to select a frame to see how they would look online. And they send you packaging so that you can send in the thing you want framed so that it won't get ruined. We all know that getting custom frames can be difficult. But Framebridge is easy and affordable to custom frame just about anything. You can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a retail store if you need some guidance. You can either upload a digital photo for them to print or mail in an item using their free secure prepaid packaging that I mentioned. Then Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or visit a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've been to therapy for many years, and whenever I have a problem that I just can't seem to wrap my head about, if I have intrusive thoughts or I have something I just like I'm avoiding, I always go to therapy because I know my therapist can help me work through the issue, come out on the other side, and just leave the session feeling like everything's going to be okay. Nothing has transformed my life quite as much as my therapy experience. I can't recommend therapy enough, and BetterHelp is a great way into it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. So quickly on the Oscars, I watched the whole thing. It was very boring. A few <laughs> nice speeches. The thing about the Oscars is you have to watch like four hours of footage for like five minutes of really good content. But, Which but is like- there isn't always even five minutes of really good content. That's, I mean, no. The, well, last year I missed the slap because I had just returned from my honeymoon. That. And I was jet lagged and I fell asleep. And this year I was like, I'm not missing the big thing this year. And nothing happened, obviously. <laughs> Um, except for my true love, Brendan Fraser winning the Oscar. Um, and I was very, I was really, you know, he's just someone it's so easy to feel happy for. I agree because he doesn't, he doesn't like attract the evil eye, if you know what I mean. Right. Like he doesn't tempt you to hate him in any way. Yeah. He's just like humble. He's not like, he's not even like, fa- sometimes people are like fake humble. Like he just seems like really like happy to be there and like set like a sensitive nice person one of the reasons that he's so like different from you know your average hollywood star is that he actually was like really badly sexually assaulted by uh somebody very powerful in hollywood and that derailed his career like similarly to how you know harvey weinstein derailed women's careers if if they didn't you know like respond to his sexual advances so i think that that's probably like a really big part of it is because he said I remember like we we read this article a while ago that he had been very um you know he had been really traumatized by that yeah no for sure and I mean I watched the whale um I bought it and um I would say it wasn't like the best movie of all time but he was really 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 good in it and so I think well deserved it reserved even though the movie was obviously was far from the best movie but it didn't win that so it doesn't really matter but um, good dialogue, worth a watch when it comes out on a streaming service, I would say. I don't know if like if you're not a diehard Brendan Fraser fan, if you need to buy it, but it's a good watch. I mean, it just seems really depressing to me. And I've been sort of doing this thing where I don't really want to consume depressing content in my leisure time. You know, I feel the opposite. It's so <laughs> weird. I'm not like, but I, sometimes I'm like watching a comedy and I'm like, I need something deeper. Like, oh, I don't mean that it has to be like, it doesn't have to be shallow, but de- but there's certain things that just really give me a feeling, a pit of hopelessness. The Last of Us being one example. Okay. Um, the, the, I, the things I've heard about the whale, I already know what the ending is. I can't deal with that pit of hopelessness. Too depressing. Um, not even because of I would like say the it's fatness not that thing. T- I would say it's not. I mean, people say I it's depressing. I didn't find I didn't find it to be that depressing. Every personally, even reading like a short synopsis of it, I felt it was very depressing. <laughs> so, so I'm like no to that. 
Um, things that are gory and gross, you know, I can't do. I really know. want to break down The Last of Us, the last um episode, but you don't you watch do it. it next week. You and yeah, I'm saying with Eileen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll 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 discuss. But um, I know, but and I know Succession, your mm-hmm. big a- HBO moment is coming out very soon. And while I am a watcher of Succession, if you've heard this show in the past over previous seasons, I am not nearly anywhere as into it. I like it. I think it's good. Sam and Eileen are like borderline obsessed with it, and so. Sammy, would you like to let all the other Succession fanatics know what they can expect from the two of you? Yeah, we have some really exciting news. Aileen is not here to announce it, but she is, I can tell you, she is equally as excited. We are recapping Succession. We're doing special Succession recap drops. They will come into the Betches feed on Mondays throughout the season. We're starting next week, actually. We're going to kind of like do a catch up, do an update on everything that's happened so far. And we have a lot of really fun things planned for the show, really fun segments. And I'm just, I am like incredibly excited for this. I love to recap a good, a show that is um, not gory, not too depressing and uh, depicts rich people behaving badly. Usually. That is you and Aileen love rich people behaving badly. There's nothing I would say that's, like it. That's a passion for the two of you. I'm much more like that's why I'm, I think we've talked about this before. Like you Poor guys people are much behaving more like, sadly. Yes, you are much <laughs> like the whale. You're yeah. you're much more into like Kardashians. No, like I don't like that, the Kardashians. But no, but I'm saying like that kind of show yeah. where it's like you're watching like the lifestyles of the rich and like questionably moral. And I was much more into like TLC, totally. watching like people who were kind of like lost causes on the not great side of the tracks one might say but um but have been dealt a difficult hand one might say (laughs) that's a much better way of putting it i retract my statement of calling them that um people who are having a harder time in life generally but here's the thing i don't just like all rich people behaving badly like i don't find it i don't find just like flaunting for the sake of flaunting to be interesting like erica jane showing her closet i don't care about that um, but I, I, my real favorite genre is the like social satire with wealthy people where like the show has, yes, they're depicting very wealthy people, but the show has like a wink and a knowing or the, the movie or whatever that like, that you can kind of, you feel like you're in with it and you're not you like, like a parody. I, yeah, like I like to not I, – I like that, but not in a way that's glorifying it. I don't like the Kardashians as much because they're glorifying. That's what I'm saying. It's like the, a par- – you want like a parody of that lifestyle more than you want like just – Like the White Lotus, Succession, yeah, right. Triangle of Sadness, Parasite. Like that's all my kind of genre. Right. Uh, but I'm excited for the sh- – I will be a listener. I will not be on it, um, but I will listen – when I feel like it, which is the best part about <laughs> not, the best part about not doing it, <laughs> doing it, yes. Um, and I'm sure there are many at Betches fans who are going to be very excited to hear it. But let's move on. Oscars, other stuff. I mean, people won. <laughs> <laughs> No, the guy, no, the kid for the little kid from the Goonies. I didn't watch Everywhere All at Once, whatever it's called, but that won pretty much every single thing almost that it was nominated for. So. I guess it's doesn't that's not my kind of movie at all, but I actually tried to watch it over the week over the weekend. I I watched the trailer and just like the title would suggest, deeply overwhelming. Because I, I didn't expect it to be like an action movie. I thought that it was um more of like a garden state, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind type of vibe. 
But now knowing that it's act, I mean, I do really want to watch it because so many people have said it's good and I feel like I can really get into it. But it, you know, it's, it's on its face, the action element of it. I'm like, I don't want to watch the matrix and like fighting and like, yeah, it just does not seem like my vibe at all, but it did win again, many Oscars, maybe, maybe one day on like a plane, still probably not. Um, <laughs> you're like, I refuse to watch this movie. I just don't like like that kind of like action, whimsical, like Is you it said, whimsical? Matrix. I feel like it seems like it's whimsical from all the clips I've seen. Um, it just doesn't seem like my thing. But people clearly loved it who saw it. You know what I do? What I have enjoyed watching people watching Michelle Yeoh talk about the movie. I actually really like oh, watching her. I haven't her. seen any clips of that. I've seen a few like interviews with her where she talks about like the lesson of the movie and her talking about it makes me really want to watch it. And then I watch the trailer and I'm like, I don't want to watch the fighting <laughs> and the action. Like I just want to watch her talk about the movie. So why um, don't you watch like the DVD extra? <laughs> did, you know, that is one thing that we have really lost as a society. Alternate endings. Imagine. Remember we used to have alternate endings? I I don't know if I ever watched this, but you'd have like the people commenting. But HBO at the end of every episode of their shows, I what I do that differentiates them is after the credits, they'll have like the people from the show and the directors and everyone like breaking down the episode, which I find to be just enough extra commentary for me. The, the DVD extras, if you will, in the modern day age, HBO just knows how to like how to do it right. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I rewatched Tar this weekend cause I was with someone who hadn't seen it and I was like, you gotta see this. <laughs> Did they like it? Loved. <laughs> but they were like, I'm really happy that you were here to explain it to me and point out the important parts. <laughs> cause I oh. Tar did not win anything. I was not upset no. about that. We've already discussed Tar, but I know not for me. What too did you high think? again? I said nothing made me feel dumber than Tar because I was like, I guess I've been watching too much trash reality TV because I cannot no. get through two scenes of this. Tar is deeply confusing, and if you don't, this is what this is what I mean. Like I watched it with someone, and I was like, oh, pay attention to that thing, and she was like, oh, because I because you told me to pay attention, it made it really good, but like I don't know if I would have caught those things. Right. So. Oh, one more thing about the Academy Awards is I did hear that Tom Cruise didn't go because he didn't want to – I read something that he didn't want to go because he didn't want to run into Nicole Kidman, which I thought was like very bizarre. It's like it's been years. You've never run into each other at an award show? Right? Maybe he hasn't really been in that much in a bit. Right. I don't know. That's a little weird considering like they've been in Hollywood together for 15 years. Like he had a whole marriage or in the middle. Yeah, he's been married. I guess they they probably I mean I guess they're all they they're all probably in contact because they have kids together, right? Right. He has kids with both of them. I don't Maybe know. Maybe they had it. like I a heard he doesn't issue. he doesn't talk to his kids, right? I think that's true. Maybe they had a recent problem that he didn't want to run into her. Like maybe there had been a flare up. I need like a whole documentary on Tom Cruise and like his personal life and what the hell. Like we will get one it, one day. What is his deal? Because like. I feel like he has two kind of like bizarre ex marriages with kids, but he doesn't speak to the kids, but they were so public and like, there's, I just, obviously Scientology stuff. So people speculate that like, because that Scientology for celebrities is obviously like very different than Scientology for, you know, the average person. They're using the celebrities to get the average people into Scientology to like pay for the, you know, the church. But the celebrities, they actually 
network them so that they can make them more successful and therefore like more influential. So I think Tom Cruise was sort of the blueprint within the Church of Scientology for how they were going to do this. And what I've read about his marriages is that they were both like formal agreements with like a set-ish time period. And my assumption is that because of how he like arranged these marriages, there was – I have a feeling like he doesn't – the reason he doesn't talk to the kids is because the kids don't want to talk to him because the relationship is bad. All and the relationship is bad. I mean, and the relationship is bad because he had his – why wives like kind of being these like play really fake contractual right. relationships or just like agreements. And again, this is all sort of like speculation. Yeah. It's not, it's not a hundred percent proven. I've never seen the sign contract, but I think that that is like why he's so weird. I think he's one of the, you know how now celebrities kind of like do their own PR and you mm-hmm. know, in the nineties it was all very like, release a statement to people and like, you know, celebrities could really, really, really send a different image out into the public. I think he was sort of like the person who embodied that in like the 90s because of how different he was in reality. And he was just the most influential star for a while. Yeah. Well, I hope one day we get a complete documentary because I will watch some things It'll happen. I'm sure there's a lot more going on. What I really want is Brad Pitt documentary. I'm actually more interested in that because there have been a few things that have come out about him, like the details of that plane ride. Yeah. The details that actually make him seem like such a monster that you know that that's not the only thing that's hidden. Right. I kind of feel like in the love triangle – I mean, you sent me this article. It was like – the love like the love triangle uh brad angelina jen like he definitely was like the like the evil one and the winner. and they the winner and sort of like i feel like he would there was he had like probably done a lot more messed up things than anyone in that situation so i that's my my th- feeling um yeah but he's so charming and so attractive and a man and i feel like that's he's sort of still escaped with this with like this pretty amazing reputation i can just really see angie playing the long game on this one depending on how bad he was during their marriage yeah i wonder what she's like i would love to see a documentary on her too why don't we make a list of all the documentaries we want and submit it to um the jews who run hollywood we want documentaries on like major celebrities of gen x Definitely. Okay. Like, <laughs> is the idea, I think. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. But moving on, let's talk about Lindsay Lohan. She's going to be a mom. Wow. I'm I'm very excited for her. You know, our friend Alexa has been um, trying to convince me that this is going to be like the decade of Lindsay, that she's going to have a Lohanaissance. And um, I mean, this could could be part of it. I mean, did you see the Netflix movie? Yeah. Movie? So bad. Okay, but at least she's in a movie. That's true. Maybe, I mean. Like she showed up to filming. She proved that she can like she go. She did. Think She's not going to start in like. An Oscar movie, or even like a Marvel. She used to movie. get those. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but her reputation was like she became uninsurable. Like she wouldn't show up to filming. She has right. to prove that she can like actually like execute a movie or right. something. I think before <laughs> they're gonna like trust me. Someone's working on getting her a real role. The issue is her performance in that movie was like not incredible. But it's not it really. I guess there's not much to work work with. Right. Maybe. It was like supposed to be cheesy and hallmarky. I'm rooting for her. Of course. Always. Yeah. We we made free Lindsay shirts with Sharpies. Yeah. Twelve to thirteen years ago. So wishing Lindsay the best. I wonder what the name will be. Did she say what she's having? She did not say okay. that. She also didn't say whether it's going to be a surrogate or if she is pregnant. So, you know. Okay. We'll find out, I guess. More on that later. Yes. You will hear it here second or third probably. Yes. Fourth <laughs> or fifth. Yeah. Um, incorrectly. Yeah. So let's talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. I, the, I didn't really read that much about this. Can you explain what's going on with Gwyneth Paltrow? So she gave an interview where she basically talked about a lot of her uh, wellness habits and there was a swift backlash. Um, Is any of this shocking? No, I mean, I don't think it's that different than anything she's, like, said in the past. She just hasn't said it for a minute, I think. So something she said is that she's, like, she loves an IV. One thing she said was she gets an ozone enema, like, literally ozone gas as an enema. She talks about her, like, whole routine. She says she intermittent fasts in the morning. She then has bone broth for lunch. And then she goes into the sauna where she dry brushes for 30 minutes and has a vegetable thirty minutes dinner. I think she goes in the sauna for thirty minutes. She brushes while she's in there. Maybe not the whole time. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that just like seems excessive, itchy, even itchy. even for Gwyneth. Yeah, I don't think it's so much the dry brushing that she's doing for thirty minutes as much as she's in the sauna for that long and um, like she's sweating out her bone broth that she had before. So she seems like she eats nothing. 
Here's the thing. That is like her brand to me. If anyone, like, I would find this to just be like, of course. Like, if there's anyone, if there's anyone in Hollywood that you would, if, if someone was like, here's a day in the life of a, of a secret celebrity, who do you think it is? Like, what would you say? I, I mean, obviously her, <laughs> but I, okay. I don't think they're like mad that she's revealing this secret or that she like had kept it a secret. Or I think they actually, I think people are mad that she is actually stating that this is something she does because it's going to cause people to copy her and say, oh, I want to look like Gwyneth. I want to be as rich and skinny as she is. I want to be as pretty and perfect as she is. And obviously, and and people who are young and impressionable really believe. Do the young people, like, are are they really trying to be like Gwyneth, the young people? I, it's not the point. Yeah, they are. People are trying to be like Gwyneth. The point is that even if it's not very young people, it's people our age who are having kids and then passing this on to their kids as like a way that you can eat. Like this is not enough sustenance for a human to live on. And I think that people are upset that she's essentially promoting disordered eating. She doesn't need to say. She looks a little malnourished to me in the video of her talking about it. Well, she also wasn't wearing any makeup. That's another thing. Like, I think that that is like, you think she looks malnourished, but people who have eating disorders think that she looks like goals. So, and she's saying, actually, this is how I got here. I consume like 300 calories a day and then I sweat them all out. I guess what she's, if someone asked her a question, what do you eat every day? She's agreeing to these questions. Okay. She's agreeing to do this interview. I guess she, right. It's, I can see what you're saying. Like one thing to do it, fine, do it. Everyone thinks you do it anyway. Maybe just like, just be like, or don't answer that question. Be like, cause the thing is she can do whatever she wants to her, you know, affect her family, affect her, her life. But there is what you want. Right. But there is like a, a responsibility when you're a public figure that you, don't say things that are, but that's also her theory. brand. Okay, she, like, so sells her brand is shit. Like she's like, here I'm living the life of what I sell. This is what I do. She's selling. You can't sell intermittent fasting. You can't sell vegetables. That a like, lot of people say they do intermittent fasting. But but the thing is, she's not. It's not about what she's like selling. She's saying do this. It doesn't that doesn't. Cost is she saying it. do this? I mean, if she's, people are hearing oh, I need to do this because she is an idol of mine. It doesn't It doesn't matter if she's like, this is what I do and you should all do it, or if she's agreeing to answer a question about what she does and then that's what she's saying is her answer. Because she knows she's being interviewed as an example of wellness. Maybe she believes that that's cautionary her, tale. Maybe she believes that that is the life that one should lead to have wellness. People who have eating disorders believe that. And it's not really cool to like, Put that out there if you have influence. It's irresponsible. Because imagine if you had a, ki- a kid who has who won't eat. Right. And she's like, well, I just need to be as thin as Gwyneth. And you're looking at her and she's a stick. And she can't see that because all she – because she has dysmorphia because she has an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Would you not be like enraged that this very, very successful person who knows better is putting this out there and then with like out any regard for what people receive – She's. It would be one thing if she says, I'm not a good example. I'm messed up. But she's being interviewed on this as a guru, essentially. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the content that, that she's 
on. I have mixed on the one hand, on the one hand, totally understand what you're saying. Totally understand where you're coming from. Like not a good thing to promote dangerous in that it could definitely affect a lot of young people who look at her and think they want to look like her. On the other hand, in the, in a realistic sense, the internet has a lot of people selling crazy shit and, and having opinions that I don't agree with that I think are wrong and that I don't think are the way to be. And they might disagree with me. And I think it as a parent, neither of us are parents. I think as a parent, part of like part of the parenting is probably teaching kids how to identify things that are, you know, they shouldn't be following. And there's always going to be things like that. So in my opinion, it's just much more helpful as a strategy than to try to eliminate people like Gwen Paltrow, who are always going to be out there. Then instead to just say, okay, this is like one theory that has dangerous implications. And the beauty of the internet is that anyone can say anything, but also th- that's why I'm saying there's so many people who are like teaching stuff that is not that, that is much more healthy. But here's the thing. You can't eliminate Gwyneth Paltrow, but like as the public, we can make her not like make her be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't rethink saying something like that. Because to be honest, if someone, let's say, posted that that diet on like a pro Anna board on the internet, that could get moderated out or shut down. What she said and the thing she's saying, there are like spaces on the internet that some platforms ban because of that, because of that type of content. And she's not just saying, oh, I'm a random commenter. She's being interviewed and given a platform and saying like, I am the picture of wellness. And she's not saying saying? I'm the picture of eating. I mean, that's her whole brand. She's not saying I'm the picture of, of eating disorders you know, consume at your own risk. She's saying, I am wellness and like you, and and this is what I do. And I agree with you, like free speech, no one should like stop her, but also free consequences. And like, I think she definitely deserves backlash. And like, I would hope- I have that- no issue with her yeah. having backlash. I'm just yeah. saying, I think that there's always going to be someone of talking course. about a diet that I'm like, that doesn't sound very healthy. But like, I don't think that again, I, I, and again, I think we can all there. I'm happy to have the other people coming out and saying that doesn't sound very healthy. But I also right. think like, at the end of the day, you can only control what we can control. Totally. But you can like, she can, for example, people used to use the N word. And now you it's like, you are a pariah if you use the N word. It's sort of like, you know, social norms and social like I think that's different than someone asking you what you eat and you're telling them what you eat. She, no, but she's agreeing to answer the question of what she eats. It's not like it would be one thing if she's like just randomly, you know, it's I don't know. I mean, I, she's we don't not know on exactly. a lie detector. Like she didn't have to. All her interview questions are prepped. I guess so. I mean, again, it's like that's her brand. She's built a whole brand around that. So yeah, it doesn't seem like a crazy question if you're the owner of a quote unquote wellness brand. I agree. It's not a crazy question, but she can choose to be like, I know my Perhaps answer to she this truly isn't healthy. Believes it. Perhaps she truly believes that it is healthy. People who have eating disorders truly but I'm believe. Saying, then she truly believes that. Then she has an eating disorder and she truly believes that. But like, that's what she believes. Someone asked her a question and she's like, yeah, I believe in this. I'm going to answer it the way I think. So I'm kind of like, I don't yeah. know. And then people are going to call her out. And that's, that's why, fine. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with people calling her out. I'm just kind of like, I'm not surprised if I, I know that that's an, she has an extreme wellness thing, which is often mocked and often parodied. And I don't think like anyone has, has thought that Goop was like a real beacon of like true 
health, at least for my, I think people for do. My, some people do, but those people again are already like seeking out that kind of content. Already have some some other issues, but. To me, I it's, know there's always she- been problems with that. And like there, those have always existed and I'm happy that they exist because it is bullshit. I mean, I've always enjoyed like the breakdown. I think Jezebel used to have this RIP, like a breakdown of her Christmas, her Christmas list, like her Christmas oh, yeah, her yeah, holiday yeah. gift guide. And it was oh, like, I remember that it was like a um, $45,000, like something. <laughs> yeah, no, I told her, we used to send those to each other. Yeah. Um, I remember that. What about, um, I mean. We've been focusing so much on the eating disorder question of it all that we didn't eat, like, where does one even get ozone to put up their ass? That's what I'm saying. Like, she's living in some crazy, like, subset of California world where, like, this kind of thing is like a lifestyle and everyone buys into it. It's almost like a cult. It's almost like a wet, like a wellness cult. And I've listened to some of this stuff. Like, I've listened to David Sinclair, who's like all about longevity and all that other stuff. And I listen to that. And sometimes I'm like, that's an interesting idea. And sometimes I'm like, that seems kind of crazy. And like, you can sort of think about like the same thing, the same person saying shit. And sometimes they sound like that could be, again, that could be interesting. And sometimes you're kind of like, no one's ever, that that's crazy. No one should do that. I mean, here's the thing. I think you are a person who has pretty much like no shades of an eating disorder, <laughs> like, or disordered eating. Like we've, you know, we've talked about this, like, you know, openly on Diet Starts Tomorrow, like you have a very healthy relationship with food. So you're able to take in that information and feel like, okay, I can filter this. And I generally, I'm like confident and content with my body. Society treats me like my body is good enough. And so you have like a very, very like stable take on this. I think that that's why you're not giving her, you're not like yelling at her on the internet. The people who are mad are the people who like have a real like mental health problem with this. And I think that's really like where the reaction is. It's not coming from people like you who are able to like filter this and like be objective about it. It's coming from people who like are afraid to eat anything. You know? Yeah. And I understand why it would be extremely triggering for those people. Um, I just think like overall, and again, I'm not saying there shouldn't be backlash. I just think overall, like the best we can do as a society, because there's always going to be people spouting crazy shit that's like extreme and insane to me. I'm kind of like the best thing we can do for ourselves and our children and those around us is to just like teach them how to identify something that's absurd and something that's not. Um, But again, I don't know. I guess there's more on that. Maybe down the line. Um, on diet starts tomorrow. Yes. I do wonder starts- what Aileen would have had to say on this conversation. I Maybe will we'll say. ask her. Maybe we should come back to it. I mean, it's all very, it's all very complicated with, you know. Yeah. There's not one like absolute, I think, reaction or answer. I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button-down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button-down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come 
apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Let's get into, so I guess... What I another big societal problem. Another with big parents societal. and their children. Exactly. Um, I had come across this Teen Vogue article that was basically it was called um, "Influencer Parents and the Kids Who Had Their Childhoods Made into Content." And the article, the crux of the article is basically that like all these kids that sort of grew up, like now there's kids who are old enough to have grown up being on social media and are sort of entering adulthood or like their teenage years. And sort of like, I think we're, I think this is one of about to be many articles and many um, examinations of what it's like to be a kid that has grown up with your entire life filmed on the internet. And I think we used to, like when we were young, we used to see this or younger, we used to see this with like child stars and like, and it would be a lot about like their parents, but those were mostly just for kids who were on TV or movies. But this is like a different level to me because this is like, not about your, per, like, being a child professional and fame. It's about being like, you're making money off of like sharing your life, like your personal life. I will say that it, it sort of hit me maybe like a year, a few years ago when I noticed that there are children who I've watched since they were born and they're now like 10. 
<laughs> and I'm like, it's actually really creepy that I remember like random vacations you went on when you were six because like I don't know you. I've never met you. I've never seen you in person. I yeah. shouldn't know this much about you and your life. And like I shouldn't know that like you're friends with this other influencer's kid. Like it's just so fucking creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. No, it's it is creepy. really creepy. Yeah. I should not be able to identify nine-year-olds on the well, street. It's I- like – and not because of me because if I'm watching this – there are like creepy not to people. Make it really dark, but there are like pedophiles and people who are like have way more sinister intentions than just like random observation of these children. It is like at best slightly creepy and at worst extremely dangerous. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I think about that even with like obviously the influencers, and I think you get more on the influencers, but um you also see that on social media. Like we've we have Porsche's. Which was like a Porsche's bat mitzvah. She was like a tiny little girl when the show starts. I mean, you get less of them. It's not like. Well, the thing is that Portia was like filming. You know what I mean? We watched Portia at filming. She can't consent to that. No, there's a consent form. She can't. But Portia can't consent to having her depression during the pandemic aired on on TV. Uh, I feel like she probably did. Ali Shapiro. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but you can consent to something at 12 that you think is a good idea that once you're like. 20 you're like oh i don't know if i like would have wanted my my flight to a fat camp on national television is a way better example because she was on it when new york was not like real housewives were unpopular there weren't a lot of housewives kids right i mean there were there were the oc kids but i think she i think hers is probably like a better example of like not knowing because A, she was younger or similar age. There's still like a 13 is not really en- old enough to be like knowing yourself, I think, True. enough to say this is a good idea for my mental health or this is not. Like I don't think you have as much of a sense of self-identity as you would when you're an adult at 18 or 20 or even older like than that. Too. Yeah. And so that, I mean, the reality, they didn't even really, this article didn't even talk about reality stars, but that was something that I thought about. But yeah, it's like you have people sharing their kids and their issues their kids are going through. And they discuss like these YouTubers who are, who are, they get these, they, their families are making a lot of money. They're getting nicer things. And then the kids are like sort of employees. Yeah, I thought it was really sad. One of the kids was saying like when they got into high school and they said like they didn't want to be part of it anymore, their parents were like, well, we would have to like move out of like this nice house and I'd have to go back to work and we couldn't get as many things, any many nice things. And it's like that is way too much to put on a child. Like They didn't apply for this job. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't – you didn't – right. They didn't apply for the job. They're not – they didn't ask to be born. You know, like it's not – it's not – their job to set the lifestyle standard of their family. It's no child's job to do that. It's like, right. it's really, and it's greedy of the parents because it's like, they want this. Yeah. And then, I mean, sometimes I think that's an example, of course, of it being like pretty messed up, very like the link extremely easily. But then it got me thinking about like, where is the line? You know, because I don't necessarily think I would be a parent who would be like blurring out my child's face. That almost seems like a little self-important. Like, yeah, who right. wants to see your kid that bad anyway? Right. It's like just don't freaking photograph them at all, and like don't cover their face. Like, and don't right. Show or or like make it such like a not close-up photo that they're not super identified. Like, yeah, and maybe there's I ways say, around it. If I were like super super famous, if I were like yeah. the Jennifer Aniston. 
bad example, but like, um, if I were, I don't know if I, if I were the Jolie Pitt kids or, yeah. or something like that, like I could see again, like one picture, they could be stalked by a paparazzi. Like that's not happening to you or I, um, or like worse than a paparazzi, like a, just a nefarious rando. Right. Like that's really more my concern. I actually think like, yeah, we have all these like obvious mental consent questions, but the actual danger is in a random person who right. like saw what sees where your kid goes to school, has an obsession with the child. Like this is a real thing. Right. And you're kind of accepting that risk. I agree with you. I mean, it's really hard, it's hard to say. To, it's hard to draw the line of where it's okay and where it's not. Part And it got me thinking about this. Like, what is exploitative? What is a non-consensual? Because, I mean, I've actually no spoken to deny people with babies get more likes, get more <laughs> engagement, get more like – there's. You know what? Like the, we, we, even you and I are consumers of the Halloween baby content. Yeah, like, Valentine's Day babies were real cute. Too. People love that shit, and I think that I mean most people don't have like that many followers, and you and I don't have like a crazy, crazy amount of followers. But we have tens of thousands of followers, and I think it's kind of like um, you just don't know who's in the mix. Yeah, and I think it's just kind of like a um, you're kind of like where where would be the line be? I, we don't have that issue yet, but I'm I, it did make me think like what what would be okay versus what is potentially harmful, what is exploitative. Well, I actually was speaking to someone we know who has kids like young, you know, three, five, six type ages, and she was saying that like she'll post like a nice picture of her kids on like their birthday or if they're on a vacation, but she's not going to show them like having a tantrum or like talking excessively or frequently. It's more about just like memorializing moments mm -hmm. that are cute and not really giving much away. Like, what are you really giving away if you're like, oh, here we were in Mexico a week ago? You know, it's yeah. not where it's like, you're not posting their school. You're not posting like your address. You're not posting like- I mean, no one's posting their address. People post their, people constantly post photos of their homes with the number on them. And it's very easy to figure out where their house is. People post like, They'll show like their child's tag with like a teacher's name on it. Like there's things that yeah. people don't even think about that are like, if you care enough to look, you those are clues. So it's like, or even if you're just like weird and curious, you know what I mean? Those are clues. So it's sort of like, I, I, I think that there's like a line. I also think there's a line with like age. Once a kid says like, I don't want this, like, you know. I mean, yeah, if they say they don't want this, obviously very clear boundary being drawn. You shouldn't do it. But even if they are into it, even if they like it, like, what are the implications, even if they like it and they want to perform for the camera or they're into that, that that's not a decision that they're like, have the wits about them to make. Or one day they'll look back and say, I wish that video wasn't out there of me or I don't like, um, or this really did a number on my self-esteem now that I can see my mom's likes. And as I grew, I always thought about this with little influencer kids, like, they're kind of like screwed either way. Like if they get, if they get cuter, then like their whole identity is about like the likes that they're getting for these cute pictures. And if they don't get cuter, then maybe they'll feel like bad about themselves or that'll do its own, like they used to be cuter. Like that'll do its own number. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I would do if I think my, if I had kids and they really liked performing, I would take them to an acting school and I would take them, I would like be like, you really want to perform? Like this is what performing is. It's not like, getting a bunch of hearts on your Instagram story. It's not so like you'd a be a stage mom. 
No, I would <laughs> not. Honestly, I wouldn't be like, you have to do this, but I'd be like, this is actually what performing is. Right. Like, this isn't, you know, what this you're doing art. is, you know, like this is actually, if you want to be a performer, I'll, I'll show you what it's like, you know, I'll let you yeah, I'll take feel a, performer. Take an acting class. Yeah. I, that's what I think I would do because it's like, okay, I, they obviously have some sort of like interest that they're trying to fulfill. And if it is just the attention, then that's its own question that I would have to answer. Um, <laughs> but if they like are really like, I love to perform and I want to show everyone my moves, I'd be like, okay, let's go show everyone your moves in a professional and a recital with contracts and like a class, right? Like, or a dance class or like, you know, it's just take them like there are real ways to do these things in life that aren't just for the phone. And I think that that's probably what I would maybe, maybe try to do. Like right. we're not going to build you this career off of my profile. Like let's get some technique going if you like right. it. And I then agree. like if you like it, then great. You really like it and it isn't just for the likes. Yeah. And I think as you said before, like if you have a good sense of like general intuition of protection and like understanding of what would upset a future person, you can probably pick and choose the moments that don't feel exploitative and are like, I don't think, I doubt there's many people who are like, I don't want that picture of me at four on the family vacation out there to the world. Right. But like there's, probably, there's probably many who are like, I don't really want, I don't know if I like want my toilet train self or this, or this kind of stupid thing that I said that people are laughing at because they think it's cute, but I'm kind of embarrassed about it out on the internet. So I think as long as you're thoughtful about it, you're probably fine. Also, like kids can consent pretty early in their lives. Like maybe it's like maybe we don't take it as seriously when kids say like yes or no. But well, I just don't think they, they can, know right. what the consequences are as well, much you as you know a no. You know a no at least. Right. A no that's what I'm saying. The no is an easy, an easy, of course, no. But I mean, maybe there already are these things, but I can imagine there being like classes taught by psychologists about this. Like or courses that parents can take that's like, when your kids are getting older, like, here are some like studies that have shown this is good or this is bad. Well, here's the thing. Like we said, it used to just be child actors or musicians or whatever it was. And now there's so many pe more people who can be like, how many influencers are there? So many more influencers than there are actors or. I mean, they don't even need to be an influencer. It could just be that like the moms in your high school, in it your school. Your mom is kind of annoying. On the right. your mom is kind of annoying online. Right. It could literally, it could also just be like, oh, like your mom's friends and their daughters and their kids see it and like you're embarrassed. Yeah. Like in front of the, your peers, literally. Right. I'm sure it'll have like a whole. I'm sure it'll be so interesting culturally to see what it's like to for families like growing up in an age where everything is online. I mean, generally things are pretty bad. Like there was just a study that came out that like teenager teenage girls are the most like depressed and depressed they've been ever and like so many like a really high percentage have like considered like have had suicidal ideation by a really young age and it's just really – it really seems to be – I don't know yeah. if it's all social media, but it's I mean, I hope – that's sad. what I'm saying. I hope, like, the, like, health, mental – like, mental health and stuff, that stuff, like – because sometimes again, out. Sometimes, again, the culture moves faster than, like, the solutions, right? And so I'm sure, like, in the future there will be some sort of maybe pre preventative or helpful tools to, to go through childhood 
in adolescence with that kind of thing. And maybe there already are. We're not in school. I don't know what they're telling kids or not telling kids. I mean, it's still definitely a problem regardless of what solutions they have. But I'm saying, I'm sure like, and there'll be like, maybe I would hope there'd be more of that as time goes on. I'm sure. So who should we send to the Cayman Islands? I assume you sent Sandoval and and Raquel last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We got us, we sent them. Who else did we talk about? Um, Tom Cruise. Tom it's Cruise. a little random. Yeah. Um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Want, I think send, we could send Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I could look. I could get down with Gwyneth Paltrow having to sit in com- uh, Delta Comfort Plus and sell timeshares. I would yeah. love to see her try to sell a timeshare. Try try finding organic, non-GMO bone broth in the Cayman Islands. Gwyneth. Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> also, like. You might need a lot – if you're going to be hustling, you might need a little more energy than just like a cup of bone broth is going to provide. That's but, true. Get know. this woman some Cheetos. Yeah. Or just like, I don't know, some protein. Have we heard of protein? Um, oh, another thing we want to do. You know, okay. I feel like since we're sending people to the Cayman Islands, you know, celebrities, Delta Comfort Plus to sell timeshares, we should send, you know, a reviewer who does a really nice review to the Cayman Islands virtually. for vacation. Virtually. Yes. Not literally. We're not actually we're, sending. We're you, sending. But. So we've decided that sometimes we read their reviews and they're so nice and they're such really, really, really nice ones that we want to give you a shout out. So this week we want to give a shout out to Cecilia92, who wrote the nicest review on Apple. So I think we send Cecilia92 to the Caymans for a five star vacation. What do you think? I love that. She doesn't have to work at all and she's in first class again, virtually. Yeah, this is not a real. We are not giving doing an actual giveaway. Um, But I love that. Thank you guys so much. We love the reviews. As you know, if you've listened to any of the shows that I host, you know that I am obsessed with reading the reviews. I read every single one. Don't feel like any review you write is is not going red and internalized and sometimes makes you feel bad and sometimes makes you feel good. So write them in. We love reading them. And if they're good, again, you'll get a shout out on this show. To the Cayman Islands. Yes. Virtually. <laughs> yes. All right. That is our show today. Be sure to tune in on Monday for mine and Aileen's first recap of Succession. We'll be recapping season three to catch you all up on what happened. If you're not a watcher, you can get in on that. And then the first season, the first episode recap of season four will be the following Monday, which is after the show premieres. And that is it for our show today. Follow me at Sammy. I'm at Jordana Abraham. And make sure you rate, review again, and follow the show on Apple or Spotify. Talk to you next week on the At Betches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.